Welcome to The Buzz Pod, a monthly podcast produced by the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. Here's your host, Sasha Sanguinetti. While we have definitely experienced a slowdown on visitor counts with the season change, that doesn't mean things are less busy. Quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. In this episode, we'll update you on a well-attended candidate forum that was held on October 11th. We'll also preview upcoming events like Trick or Treat on the Berm, the Ring of Fire and Hope, and the always popular Polar Bear Plunge, a Birch Bay tradition. Mark your calendars for Thursday, November 30th. It's the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce Annual General Meeting. We'll have more info on that coming up later in this episode. And we also recognize our October Member of the Month. The Birch Bay Buzz Pod is next. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh yeah, we've got those too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. Here's the buzz in Birch Bay. Ballots for the upcoming general election will be mailed out October 18th and Election Day, November 7th. There are a number of important local races that voters will be deciding on. For voting information, go to voter.votewa.gov. That's voter.votewa.gov. We partnered with the Northern Light newspaper in conducting a candidate forum so that constituents could meet those running, and we'll have highlights from that forum later in this episode. The third annual Birch Bay Trick or Treat on the Berm will take place Saturday, October 28th. This year looks to be the biggest ever in terms of candy stops. Always good news for the kids, young and old, right? Weather has been great for the past couple of years, and we're hoping for more of the same. But we can't control Mother Nature, so the event, in the event that she does get a little testy and maybe not allow the event to happen on the berm, well, then we have a, 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 an auxiliary plan, if you will, and that, that is at the uh, Bay Horizon Activity Center, thanks to Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2. Thursday, November 30th, will be the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce Annual General Meeting held this year at Christ the King North Bay Church. That's at the intersection of Harborview and Birch Bay Linden Road. We'll be conducting a silent auction this year. We're excited about that. A number of fun items and experiences to bid on. Members and guests will enjoy light food and drinks, and we'll hold our board of directors election and have an additional program as well. The meeting will take place from 5 to 7. Again, that's our annual general meeting for the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce on Thursday, November 30th. Thanks to everyone who participated in the Birch Bay Fall Community Cleanup on October 14th. This effort was organized by Dave and Deb Hiller with EXP Realty. Volunteers from near and far chipped in to spruce things up around the Birch Bay community. Workers enjoyed fresh cinnamon rolls in the morning to start off the day and were rewarded with a salmon lunch as a thank you for their participation. Be looking for another community cleanup coming in the spring of 2024. Time now to recognize the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce Member of the Month. Our current Member of the Month is always pinned at the top of our Facebook news feed. This month, 
we recognize Station 49 as the Chamber Member of the Month. Despite being primarily a seasonal business, Station 49 continues to serve the local community on weekends well into the fall season. They've become a local hub for fun with their go-karts, mini-golf, live music, fun activities, and the brand new Smokehouse Restaurant serving up tasty barbecue. Station 49, our October Member of the Month. The Members of the Month are chosen by the Chamber Board of Directors during their monthly meeting. They select a member business that is not only a strong Chamber partner, but has an elevated commitment to our community and residents. We appreciate all of our members and enjoy highlighting them each and every month. The natural beauty and recreation in this northwest corner of Whatcom County make it a great place to live and play. The Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2 is your local source for fun. Group fitness classes, Zumba, yoga, strength and cardio, and pound fitness. Register for these and other activities at bbbparkandrec.org. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District is a proud partner of the Chamber of Commerce in providing special events for the community. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation, where the fun happens. The Birch Bay Buzz Pod. As previously mentioned, we partnered with the Northern Light to conduct a candidate forum Wednesday, October 11th at Birch Bay Bible Community Church. Participating were candidates running for Whatcom County Executive, Whatcom County Sheriff, Whatcom County Council, Fire Protection District 1 Commissioner seats, Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2 Commissioner seats, and Blaine School District Director seats. We'll play a few of the highlights for you here, but if you're interested in watching the forum in its entirety and hearing everything that everyone had to say, you can view it on the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce YouTube page. Simply go to YouTube and search for the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. The first question of the evening was directed to the candidates for county executive. They were asked if the county would support incorporation efforts in Birch Bay and if the county would help produce another feasibility study. Incumbent Sat Paul Sadu. We as a county, it has nothing to do with me as a person. This is as like county executive or administration and our cities. Uh, I don't think county has any issue with uh, Birch Bay becoming a city. Birch Bay is bigger than Blaine and Blaine is already a city. So, I mean, that shows the growth of it. Uh, we laid out a pathway that how they can start, form a committee, uh, get a consensus done within your community, and we will help with bringing all the nuances of how much it will cost, how the governance will happen. Uh, having a self-government is not easy and it's not cheaper. If you think you can save money or taxes, you are in charge of your own house. So sometimes you can come and tell the county that, oh, you don't do this or do this or give us this, but then you are in charge of your own. And it takes time to mature. It'll take 10, 15 years for any city, new city, to become a city. So with those precautions, we are all for it if the community wants to do it. So we, and, and we offered help all the time during this process. Anytime you need help from county or our legal or our legislative body, we will provide you that help. But we're not going to take a side that you should become a city or should not become a city. That's entirely your decision. Challenger Dan Purdy had this to say. I think it's fantastic that Birch Bay wants to exercise its American right and to self-govern, govern, and to bring the people together 
and talk about the issues. In reading the 2008 feasibility plan, it seems like you have three options. You can be part of Blaine, you can be your own in Birch Bay, or you can do nothing and remain unincorporated Wacom. Whatever you decide, I think, is the right answer. To the question of whether or not the city, or rather the county, should participate, the answer is absolutely. Whatcom County is only 230,000 people, and Birch Bay is a prominent uh, area of that as well. So I think that the county needs to be involved. Uh, I would say that we need to refresh that feasibility study. You'll remember in 2008, in the spring, I should say in the fall of 2008, that's when Lehman Brothers went out, we experienced a recession. Uh, we also have had COVID since then, and we're going to be experiencing a mild recession here, most economic experts would agree. So refreshing those costs, making sure that you have all of the information for the citizens and the residents here to make a decision, I think you're on the right track. But I, I applaud you for wanting to do the grassroots effort. Doug Chadwick and Donnell Tanksley are vying to become the 37th leader of Whatcom County's Sheriff Department. Bill Elfo, who has held the office for the past 20 years, is retiring at the end of this term. When asked about the current jail situation, they offered up these responses. First, Doug Chadwick. Well, the current jail has been inadequate for over 20 years. I know our current sheriff's been working on that since he was first elected. Uh, we absolutely need a appropriately sized, safe, and hum humane jail. And that's not just for the offenders that are there, but that's for the correction staff that work there every day, as well as to protect the community at large. We have to find a balance between grace and accountability. And I think right now what we're seeing is some people, because there's no consequences, are continuing to co commit crimes. And it's not a large part. There's always a small part of the, our population that commits the majority of those crimes. But we need to be able to protect the public, and right now we're not adequately able to do that just because we don't have the capacity in the current jail. Moving forward with the new jail, I am hopeful that in November, when you have the opportunity to vote, you do so for a safe and humane jail that has a behavioral care center, because that's what we need. Again, it's that we need to have compassion and help those that we can help, but we also need to have that accountability piece. So I envision a, a jail that has uh, the Behavioral Care Center to provide programs and treatment for people in mental health crisis, people that are suffering from substance use disorders. But I also see that in the interim, it's going to be five years if we uh, approve a jail in November. So we need to have some interim steps in that. How are we going to lower the population? So in the past, we've looked at contracting with other jails, but a lot of jails around the state are struggling with staffing just like we are in Whatcom County. So there's the potential for a temporary facility if that's what needed. And then I would also like to see a homeless navigation center next to the jail where people that are released, we have navigators, there's a warm handoff and they go directly to, from jail to some sort of temporary housing where there's services and counselors instead of just walking back out on the streets and going back through that cycle. And Donnell Tanksley. Well, I certainly approve that we need a new facility, but I would submit to you that a building is only one part of the, of the solution that we're dealing with. So there's other things that's happening within the community that we also need to deal with in terms of the new jail. So for me, the purpose of a jail is to rehabilitate and reintegrate people back in, into society. So I'll tell you that 95% of the people 
that's incarcerated temporarily or long term in the state of Washington is released. So while we should build a new jail, we should appropriate sufficient funds to the rehabilitation process. So that process would include things like substance use disorder treatment, um, behavioral health treatment, but also we need to focus on educational uh, opportunities for someone that's inside the jail. I've been talking with several unions to see if we could get some pre-apprenticeship programs uh, while people are incarcerated. Most, a lot of people that are arrested don't have an ID. How can we start those services while they're incarcerated? So absolutely, we do need a new jail, but we also need uh, a jail planner. If it's passed, we need a, a plan to make sure that all the funding is uh, spent the way we say we're gonna spend it. We need to make sure that uh, it's transparent. So absolutely, I do believe we need a new facility, but there's some other things in terms of services that we need to fully invest in. Ben Ellenboss and Jackie Dexter are competing for the Whatcom County Council District's five seat. Ellenboss is the incumbent and had this to say when asked how the county can improve their engagement with the Birch Bay community. We've, we've seen this to be a huge problem and not just in Whatcom County. It, it occurs everywhere. Um, we saw it with the, with the stop, just the simple stop sign that was put in by the Birch Bay Village. Um, and we saw it on Hannigan Road with uh, the detour um, from Mount Baker Highway. Uh, we have a public hearing and no one shows up. We should, we should clue in right then that these are big issues that really affect people and when no one's showing up, we should know that they weren't adequately notified. Um, we need to get outside of the box. There's, a, there are, there's state law and public participation plans and it's dictated on how we will communicate with the community. Um, but those are the baseline things that we do and we need to meet people where they're at. Um, I see people um, on Facebook. I try not to engage too much on Facebook because it can be not productive. However, in these community pages, um, Public Works, our council, the executive's office, we can absolutely put our notices in the community pages that affect people. If you look at the Blaine and Birch Bay community page, there's something like 8,000 people that are in that page. And it wouldn't be that hard for Public Works to say, hey, we're having this meeting, it's gonna be here. We all know you don't read the Bellingham Herald. So we need to meet you guys where you're at and we need to um, get with the times. Obviously, the internet is not our only form of communication that we can do because not everybody embraces technology, but it tends to be where people are and um, if we can be there, I think we'll serve the community better and help, help people be involved in their in their local government. Challenger Jackie Dexter's response to that same question. Yes, I agree that Birch Bay has been ignored and has not had the representation and support that it needs. And I feel that if the public wants to be incorporated, I fully support that so that we can make sure that the dollars spent here can be returned back to the community for the p most important services that you need, infrastructure, transportation, etc. I will continue to be a present member in the community. I will be continuing to be present at any and all meetings where necessary 
And yes, we need to improve the communication and we can definitely look into many outlets of that. I would like to entertain the idea of some true community centers around here. I know that when I was a Girl Scout troop leader in Blaine, we had a really difficult time of finding a public space where we could hold meetings. I'm also involved tightly with the PTO and would love to have a community center where we have a kitchen and we could go in there and volunteer time to cut up vegetables and produce for the children. I am also excited that uh, in hopes that Birch Bay does have an elementary school built here. I think that we need to support our kids in the Birch Bay neighborhoods and our school district in Blaine is very overcrowded and I look forward to being a part of that in the future. And any other kinds of um, public services that need to be brought to, to the Birch Bay community, I am fully ready to support you and bring those to the council and get solutions made with the state and federal agencies and stakeholders needed. John Scanlon and Hannah Ordos, seeking the at-large seat B on county council, had this to say about addressing the homelessness issue. Ordos's first comment. Homelessness is a big issue and I think it's multi multifaceted and it's and it's very complex. I think that there if there was a simple solution to homelessness, we would have already resolved this. I think the important thing is engaging with the community. Um, we need to be really good listeners about what our communities need. I think as we're talking in this forum, homelessness also can be addressed at each individual community level. So I think a lot of times when we think our homelessness situation, we think of the Walmart encampment. Um, there's so many other areas other than just that. We have families that are one paycheck away from ending up in a homeless situation. We need to think about how we stabilize them so that they're not another statistic that we're facing. Um, I think one of the things too with um, our homeless situation is our services. So as I mentioned, I'm part of the North Sound Behavioral Health Advisory Board. We have funding for services to help in our, in our crisis situation, whether it's substance abuse, or behavioral health. Um, what we need to do is focus on our infrastructure as well and people to do those services. So it, it is a lot of work to reach this community. It's a burnout type of job. And so I think developing the infrastructure, encouraging, incentivizing people to do the work, we can start chipping away at it. Candidate Scanlon had this to say. Um, so as I said earlier, I serve on a Bellingham City Commission that helps with affordable housing and homelessness and have learned a lot about some of the things that we see in the, the largest homelessness crisis in our county in Bellingham. And this is a countywide issue. Um, there are children uh, who grew up all across this county that live on the streets of Bellingham um, and all across our county. So I think this is something where we all need to chip in and help out uh, all the seven cities working together with the county. We have some models that are working. I'm an optimist. I think that we have the resources, the talent, the know-how, and the community to solve this problem. The latest count showed that there are a little over a thousand people who live um, outside um, every single night in our county. That's probably an undercount. Um, I think that's a number that we can reduce to zero. And I think that takes all of us working together. And some of the models that we're seeing that are working are tiny home villages. Uh, the data is showing that the three tiny home villages in Bellingham, people are coming out of camps and off the streets into tiny home villages, getting stable, and then ending up in permanent supportive housing. We need to do a lot more of that. And there is a great proposal out there about how to expand that model all across our county. 
Um, in the middle of the last decade, um, the United States saw significant reductions in veteran homelessness all across this country, and it showed what happens if we really pinpoint some of the issues within specific communities. So I think we need to look at some of the issues that we have in our community, looking at the fentanyl crisis and the need for substance uh, treatment, uh, medically assisted treatment all across this county, uh, and behavioral health services. So we need to combine that with tiny home villages and permanent housing, and I think that'll do a lot of it uh, to help us get down to zero. After a brief recess, candidates for Blaine School District took the stage. Each was given two minutes to introduce themselves, then answered audience-submitted questions. Here are the introductory statements from each candidate. First, Erica Kreit, running for director seat one. Hello, my name is Erica Kreit, and I'm running for director one seat. I'm from Blaine originally. I went through the Blaine schools K through 12, and then went on to college and graduate school and got my master's and doctorate in Chicago and came back to Blaine. I have three kids um, who have all been through the Blaine schools. Two are currently in the Blaine school right now. And it's a precious system that is really important to me. And I want it to be a place where the kids can get a good start and get a good education and good foundation. And I want it to be a safe place too for them. So um, I also am licensed as a psychologist and a business owner. I started um, Touchstone Behavioral Health 13 years ago, and we have over 40 behavioral health clinicians now, and we provide counseling services in the community. So I have a lot of experience running an organization and um, dealing with operations, management, um, difficult situations that come up, and making decisions and providing oversight. Also running for seat one, Kim Ockrey. Uh, my name is Kimberly Ockrey. Uh, I too have been a resident of Blaine for my entire life. I grew up and went through the Blaine schools from kindergarten through graduation. Uh, I've also got to experience the Blaine schools uh, for my children going through. I have one son who graduated in 2020 and my baby is now a senior this year. So I've had to, uh, I've had the pleasure of going through the school and then also experiencing as a parent. Um, my sister and I own Pacific Building Center here in Blaine. Uh, we're very focused on community. I think most people who know me know that that is uh, something that's incredibly important to us, supporting when we can. So when the opportunity arose for me to apply to take the position in District 1 when the director had to step down, I felt like it was my time. It's something I thought about doing for a long time, and I felt like it was something that uh, I would like to do to support the community even more. Um, and so it's been interesting and I really have enjoyed it. It's been eye-opening to me to see the intricacy of how these schools are run, how many things are you know going on a daily basis. It's not simple, it's not easy. Uh, and it's definitely, like I said, it's been a learning experience for me and it's something that I hope to continue. Uh, because I truly, truly believe that the school is moving in a good direction and that public schools are incredibly, incredibly important uh, for all of our communities. Cliff Freeman and Jeff Carrington are in contention for Director Seat 3. Here's what Mr. Freeman brought to the table for his intro. I am Cliff Freeman. I'm running for District 3, which is primarily the Birch Bay area. I'm running because I, I saw an opportunity to continue to serve the community. I have no particular agenda, no axe to grind. Uh, my wife, Ann, is with me here tonight. Thank you, Ann. I'm a lifelong borderite. 
I'm a product of the, of the Blaine school system. Following school, I attended WSU. I have a BS in civil engineering. That's not to be confused with a degree in BS. <laughs> I joined Anvil Corporation following graduation. Anvil is an engineering consultant. We serve the refineries and oil and gas and heavy industry. Uh, I worked my career with Anvil, and I retired recently in the last five years. You know, I've been a part of the, uh, the Blaine CTE, which is this Careers Technology Committee, for probably the last 15 years. And I will say that I'm really happy to see where Blaine is at with uh, career training, trades, and such. In my day, our metal and wood shop was first class. The pendulum swung the other side. We were focused more on, on college prep type classes. Well, the pendulum swung back the other way. So we're seeing um, great programs, um, a great faculty. I'm really pleased to see where the school is at in that arena. For the fourth seat, Ryan Ford. Um, so I grew up in Blaine. Um, my family still lives here. And um, I, after graduating high school, I went off to uh, BYU-Idaho, uh, got a degree in business management, uh, served a mission for two years for a church, and then um, got married, had kids, and uh, now I've got five kids in or soon to be in the school district. So I've kind of been invested in this school district most of my life. Um, and some of the things that have happened have been wonderful, and there's some things that have been concerning. You know, there's everyone in the room knows that there's been lots of layoffs with the school, there's been budget issues, there's been lots of things. And I know not all of that is anyone's fault, but what are we doing to solve those issues? I feel that my experience and education in business management, following budgets, my family owns a trucking and crane company in Canada where I work. You know, I, I work with unions every day. Working with the teachers is just like working with my truckers union, right? Find out what we can do to mutually benefit each other, Really, a good, a good negotiation is where you both lose a little bit, to be honest. Um, I just want to be a, a voice for parents and teachers. You know, I was talking to my, my opponent, and that's, that's all we were talking about is we just want to make a better world for our kids. That's it. I'm not running for any political reason. I Honestly, after going through all the financial and crap we had to go through for this, I'll never do it again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's I'm just running to try to make this better for teachers, to make it better for students, and to try to help, if I can, find new ways to raise funding so our kids have a financial future to have more teachers in their classrooms, because that's what's going to improve our poor test scores, to be honest. Also running for the fourth seat, Derek Bovenkamp. Good evening. My name is Derek Bovenkamp, uh, running for Blaine School District Position 4. Uh, my wife, Colleen, and I have an 11-year-old son enrolled in Blaine Middle School. We've lived in Blaine School District, or Birch Bay, really, uh, since 2010, and I've lived in Whatcom County my entire life. Um, you know, one of the things that really concerns me is uh, I think a lot of us are feeling more and more divided. Um, most of the news we read is divisive, and we're hearing more and more about politics displacing education in school. While I, of course, have my own political views, I don't believe the school board is a partisan position. Whatever your uh, political beliefs are, I think all parents and voters want their children 
in the district to get an excellent education. We need to make sure our students recover from what was lost during the COVID pandemic. We want, we want the board members to make sound, reasonable policy decisions, putting the students' educational needs first, and the school district budget spent in an economic, ec economical and sustainable way. Parents, of course, want a school board that will listen to them before making decisions. Um, in the light of not being running a partisan campaign, I've chosen not to raise or spend any money. I'll second Ryan there. There is a lot of forms to fill out when you run for office here. Um, uh, and uh, I'm not going to have any signs or junk mail with my name on it. Uh, while this is the first time I've run for office, I feel I am suited for the position because of experience of the board of directors in a nonprofit electronic medical records users group and serving on the Mount Baker Council Boy Scouts of America. This has given me a good background on how good boards operate to serve in the community and in the case of the Mount Baker Council Boy Scouts of America um, to serve youth. Ben Lazarus was on hand vying for this second seat on the school board. His opponent, Ding Berksley, was unavailable. Here's what Mr. Lazarus had to say with his introduction. My name is Ben Lazarus. I am running uh, against Dean Berkeley for the just, uh, school board seat two. I first got interested in this position uh, back in April when there was the, the big contentious school board meeting and the budget cuts. And I stood up at that meeting uh, to speak in defense of the arts because it made a huge difference in my life and I could see the difference it's making in my daughter's lives. And I wanted to make sure that whatever happened uh, it wasn't the arts that took the brunt of it, which is what I've seen in the past. Um, so I spoke in defense of the arts, and then I watched the rest of the meeting, and I've since come to understand a little bit more what was going behind this, on behind the scenes, but I wasn't really happy with what I saw, and I thought I could sit in the back and I could heckle and I could complain, or I could put my foot forward and offer to do my job and my best to serve in my community. Um, I am a teacher now. I was teaching this morning uh, gas turbine engines. Post-secondary is what I teach. And uh, then I went to my shift taking care of an airplane uh, this evening because I like to stay active in industry. Uh, I've owned a business. I owned Westwind Marine in Point Roberts for eight years. Uh, I learned a lot about budgets and managing people and managing different personalities. And I think that will help me in this position. Um, and I'd like to serve on this board to give something back into, into the Blaine community. To view the forum in its entirety, please visit the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce YouTube channel. If you need assistance, please reach out to us at the Chamber office and we'll be happy to help. Remember, November 7th is Election Day. Immaculate Greens, unrivaled natural beauty, championship caliber conditions. Loomis Trail is the epitome of Northwest Gulf. With water in play on nearly every hole and tree-lined fairways, Loomis Trail provides a fantastic golf experience for those that want a challenge and those looking for a fun getaway. What round are you up for? Tee times available online at GolfLoomis.com. Start planning your perfect golf getaway today. The BuzzPod. We have some great networking opportunities each month. Every even-numbered month, we host a member luncheon, and every odd-numbered month is our Chamber After Hours. Check out our social media pages or website for locations and times. On Thursday, October 19th, this month, 
We'll be hosting our members networking luncheon at the BP Heron Center at Birch Bay State Park. Don't forget our always important annual general meeting on Thursday, November 30th, 5 to 7 p.m. at CTK North Bay. The Birch Bay Visitor Information Center is located at 4819 Alderson Road, Unit 103, open seven days a week, 10 to 4. Stop by anytime for a cup of coffee and to catch up on local and regional happenings. Please like and follow us on social media, primarily Facebook and Instagram. There are also Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce YouTube and TikTok channels. We use these platforms to not only pass along information on what we're doing, but you'll also find information on the events and activities of our members and Birch Bay in general. Local news bulletins are placed on these pages when applicable. We try to be a resource not only for our membership, but the Birch Bay community as a whole. Search Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce and give us a follow. Thanks for listening to the October episode of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod. This has been the Buzz Pod, a monthly presentation of the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. 